everybody, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies, and I am your host, Camille. And it is another week of great Hallmark movies. Oh my gosh, these past two weeks have literally been home runs for Hallmark. It's crazy. Um, this week we are re- we will be reviewing two movies, but the second movie I will review later on. In this episode, we will be talking about a royal runaway romance starring Philippa Northeast and Brent Doherty. Philippa is a newcomer to Hallmark. Brent Doherty has done many Hallmark movies. Um, the most recent one was last year's The Baker's Son. I did not like The Baker's Son very much. I, it was just too whimsical, I guess. But this movie was just perfection. Royal movies for Hallmark is a very popular trope. Hallmark releases two, maybe three royal-themed movies a year. And they all pretty much follow the same trope, which is that this royal from an obscure country in Europe that nobody has heard of before is in America, goes undercover or whatever, nobody knows that they're a prince or princess and falls in love with a commoner and, you know, the commoner finds out that they're royal and the queen does not approve and all these other things, right? That's pretty much all Hallmark royal films. The same trope, same formula. But this movie took on royal Hallmark movie and turned it on its head. It was different, it was new, it was modern, it was perfection. So let's start. The movie is about Princess Amelia, who's played by Philippa Northeast. She meets this painter guy who, Wes, who, I don't know, I guess impresses her enough to want to fly to the United States to meet him, hang out with him some more, I guess. Wes's home is in Chicago, right? But um, Amelia's uncle is in L.A., and she goes to the United States under the guise of celebrating her uncle's birthday. The queen also goes with her. Her assistant, Camille, yes, the character's name shares my name <laughs> also go so the uncle is well first of all the uncle is a gay uncle which is yay hallmark <laughs> the uncle has you know is working up the security team in preparation for Amelia and the queen and stuff and he his head of security is Grady, who's played by Brad Doherty. 
Grady was like, I have to go camping. I'm on vacation in like two weeks or whatever. So my uncle was like, well, my niece is coming up tomorrow. So you can fit her in. <laughs> That's fine. So, yeah, Grady becomes a security, becomes a security and follows around Amelia, which is to her chagrin. She is, it's hilarious because <laughs> she tries her hardest to sneak out, right? Okay. And it is quite hilarious. The poor girl turned in her passport to her mom, right? She also doesn't have any money to her name. But she's so determined to go to Chicago, she was planning on, she was trying to steal Grady's car <laughs> to get there, even though how she would be able to pay for any gas or food or lodging or anything like that, God only knows. <laughs> but the be one of my favorite scenes is when she you know, gets into the car and Grady pops up like, hey, what you doing? And she's like, oh, nothing. I just left something in the car. And, you know, and she's like, and Grady walks out the car. And she notices the suitcase that Amelia was going to bring. And she's like, oh, that explains the suitcase. Of course, Grady did his job and, also, and you know, ratted her out to his uncle to her, the uncle and uncle was like why are you why do you want to sneak out and you know Amelia and her naivete tells him about the painter and how he's in Chicago and she wants to meet him and you know wants to see if there's a thing between them which oh my god don't ever do that so the uncle was like, you know what? I moved all the way to the United States to be with the man as well. So go for it, you know. Go find out if he, this person is who you want. He inside Grady to go with Amelia across the United States. And they go on a road trip. In a Mustang. Don't know what year, but it looks like a classic Mustang. All the way from LA to Chicago. Right? So I guess, like, Google Maps told Amelia that their trip is only going to take a day and a half. But Grady was like, Yeah, if I was driving over the speed limit and we were not going to stop and eat or anything like that. Yeah, we could get there in a day and a half, but that's not going to happen. So, Grady kind of took her on an adventure. First stop was uh, breakfast all day <laughs> diner, where Amelia was just fascinated of the about the lingo. Like, y'all... It gotcha and couldn't understand how people eat breakfast 24 7. I mean, 
I would love to eat breakfast 24-7. I have nothing against breakfast. I think it's the most important meal of the day. And if I could eat it all day, it makes it even more important. <laughs> so, that was in Nevada. Next stop was Colorado. Colorado, they stayed in an inn, a B&B called Rosemary's B&B. And they met Rosemary and her husband. And, you know, they have fun at the B&B. Um, Amelia, like, likes this quilt, right, that Rosemary had made. She also finds out from Rosemary that the B&B is kind of struggling and he, she has to, she might have to close the inn or whatever. She also finds out from Rosemary that the love story between her and her husband is love at first sight, which is sort of what Amelia had been feeling, sort of, with her and Wes. Um, Wes. So it started a discussion with Grady, like, do you now believe in love at first sight? And he was like, well, it might have been love at first sight for Rosemary and her husband, but it doesn't mean it's love at first sight for everyone else. So Grady is a cynic, you know, whereas she is a believer. When, just before they leave the B&B, Rose, um, Amelia leaves behind a necklace, a pearl necklace that's very, very expensive and gives it to Rosemary and says, pretty much, save your B&B so that I can come back on my during my next adventure. Um, which was sweet, I guess. The next stop is Nebraska. Because Grady's family is from Nebraska. A little behind the story of Grady is that he hadn't talked to his family in years. He hadn't visited his mom and dad or anything like that. Pretty much since he became a bodyguard. Because his, fa his family business was this rancher, right? And it was a struggling business or whatever. And... Instead of joining the family business and trying to save it or whatever, Grady was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and Grady's dad and mom also were not at first supportive of Grady and his ex, who he had proposed to, who he was engaged to. Which was a point of contention for Grady. Um, so when they visited Grady's parents in Nebraska, they had a nice apology, you know? Conversation of like reconciliation and stuff like that. Um, Grady goes, it also shows Amelia how to make s'mores which is something that I absolutely love. I've never really had s'more. Wish I had. Next stop is 
Illinois. Now, I'm skipping some parts here, but I do want to say that during this road trip, there were several instances of Amelia and Grady close to kissing. I mean, they were on a, they had a picnic, an impromptu picnic, right? On someone's private property. <laughs> and they leaned to each other and they were about two inches from kissing when the owner of the private property goes, hey, it's private property and runs them off. So this girl who is you know, in love or believes to be in love with Wes, the painter, is kissing Grady, or well, trying to kiss Grady, while also persuading him to drive her to a man that she might or might not be in love with. I mean, at some point, if you're kissing another person, right, the person who's taking you cross country, you, you would realize that the person you're not in love with, you're, the person you're going to is the person not, you're not in love with, correct? I mean, like at some point in your head, it registers, but it doesn't register, I guess. So she goes to Chicago and, you know, sees Wes. The Queen is also in Chicago, mind you, because finally after lying to the Queen for a couple of days, Uncle and Camille told her the truth about where Amelia was, that Amelia was driving to Chicago with Grady. So Amelia, like, you know, goes to Wes's art gallery, art exhibit opening or whatever. And Wes notices that a lot of people know Amelia. Like, she's famous. She wants, people want pictures with her or whatever. And he asks Amelia to stand outside at the front of the gallery and get pictures taken by the paparazzi so he can get some press. Yeah, that, no, <laughs> that's just gross. That is so gross. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously it wasn't impressed. I, you know, ran home to the queen and was like, Mommy, you're right. Wes is not the person for me. And that's when she finally realizes that Grady was the person for her. But she's like, oh, what if it's too late? And she f she, I get magically <laughs> go gets back to Nebraska where Grady is. I mean, here's the thing. We don't know if she flew there. She probably she could have flown to Nebraska, right? But wouldn't there be? Shouldn't there have been security guard with her? Could she have drove driven to Nebraska? I don't know. I didn't see her. Maybe. But, however, she got to Nebraska. She got to Nebraska during Grady's parents' anniversary party. Grady was at the barn with the horses. 
Amelia meets him there and says, I am falling in love with you. And so they kiss and they live happily ever after. Now, why is this movie, in my opinion, the best Hallmark Royal movie ever? It's because it has movement. A lot of Hallmark Royal movies is very stagnant, okay? There's no adventure. There's no movement kind of thing. Um, a lot of the Hallmark Royal movies is about the royal who is undercover planning some kind of party with the commoner who he eventually falls in love with. Um, he or she eventually falls in love with. There is no... It's very stagnant. There's no movement. There's no adventure. It's, it's pretty much all in one place. The setting of most royal Hallmark movies is one place. This one had movement. This one had adventure. This one had fresh air and innocence and just excitement. This one, nobody had secrets. There were no secrets being held. There was no secret identity. Grady knew who Amelia was. He said in the beginning of the movie, I knew who you were before your, un before your uncle hired me because of your social media presence. There was no gotcha moments. It was 100% honest. It was 100% pure. There was no hiding secrets or anything like that. It was movement. And it that movement made this movie one million times better than ever. Than any Hallmark movie royal themed. Because it you watched not only Princess Amelia fall in love, but also watched her grow as a person. Um, I, I said this to Philippa Northeast on Instagram the other day when I was watching the movie. I said, it's giving me Frozen vibes. Like, the movie Frozen. And I know people are going to think I sound crazy. But let me tell you how it gave me Frozen vibes. Okay. So Anna in Frozen is very rambunctious and wild. But also innocent. She's been like shut up from the world or whatever. Right? The first man that she meets, she's excited for. She's like, I'm in love. Remember, they finish each other's sentences. Jinx, jinx, jinx. <laughs> and they also love fondue, you know? So it's like, in a way, that's sort of like Amelia and Wes, where Amelia is this innocent, shut-in world to the world kind of thing she meets this 
man for the first time and all of a sudden it's like i'm in love <laughs> right and then there's Ada goes into an adventure her adventure is to get her sisters to save arendelle right and um stop the snow <laughs> but on her way to her adventure she meets Han. um she meets another guy and he takes her uh, he guides her through this adventure he transports her <laughs> through this adventure and on the way to their goal they fall in love much like Amelia and Grady they go on an adventure. He, he he provides the transportation, and on the way to this goal of adventure or whatever, they fall in love. Do you think it's a stretch to kind of say it's giving me Frozen vibes? I don't know. It all in just like Hans in Frozen, Wes doesn't turn out to be a good guy either. So. Mm. And Amelia chooses the hunk <laughs> with transportation. No reindeer, though. No, no reindeer or magical snowman or snow. <laughs> they had a they had a horse, but I don't think horse counts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like this movie gave me some frozen vibes it also gave me first daughter slash chasing liberty for those who have never seen the movie first daughter stars katie holmes and mark lucas um katie holmes plays a first daughter president's daughter or whatever and you know, she goes to college and her RA she starts to fall for her RA who secretly who is later revealed to be part of the secret service so it sort of gives that vibe and Chasing Liberty also has a similar storyline um that one stars Mandy Moore. But yeah, it gives that kind of falling in love with your bodyguard. Falling in love with the person that you're in, whose job is to protect you. Some people might call it hero worship. <laughs> but yeah, I love this movie. This movie was awesome. The chemistry between Philippa and Grant was there. It was hilarious. My favorite part of the movie was <laughs> Brent coming out of the bathroom <laughs> with nothing but a towel and a toothbrush. <laughs> when I saw that movie for the first time as an early screener, let me just put it this way. I 
kept replaying that part just so I could get a screen grab. <laughs> they were like, this is the best advertisement for a movie ever. Oh, God. Let's just say Brett looks good and his wife, Kim, is a very, very lucky woman. Um, <laughs> they had a... They had representation with a gay uncle. Loved it. Camille is also, you know, my namesake. <laughs> um, and those, t- again, this is Hallmark taking a tried and true trope, turning it on its head, and doing something new with it, doing something different. And I absolutely. Loved it. <laughs> it was the best movie. It, I honestly can't think of a better royal movie. Which might be a controversial thing to say, but it's true. <laughs> okay, so several things are coming up. Uh, I will be releasing a review of Chuck Curious Cater Die for Chocolate. Um, I had previously interviewed Andrew Walker and Nikki Deloach both their interview is coming up is um, a couple of episodes back um I also have just finished an interview with Daniel DeTomaso star of Welcome to Mamas he had just done a two episode stint on station 19 I just have to tell you watch the episodes and it's trigger warning there's a lot of we do talk about sexual assault because that is what his character did in the episode um so this isn't just a hallmark light and fluffy interview where we will be talking light and fluffy and Italy and Italian foods and his grandma and his grandparents' famous restaurant, Italian restaurant, etc. And working with Lorraine Bracco, we will be talking Hallmark, but we're also going to be talking Station 19. And if you're not ready for that discussion, um, it's okay. The, the first 20 mi- minutes of the interview is for you. <laughs> I will also be talking to Lynn Sternberger. Sternberger. She is the writer of next week's Hallmark movie, Love Classified, which, oh God, have mercy in Jesus. Every single time Hallmark does a movie that features a same-sex couple, the homophobes come out. It is disheartening and discouraging. I mean, there's a lot of people who society has done wrong, and I feel like LGBTQ people tops that list. And yet, much of this fandom are still treating them like dirt. You know, saying things like, they're not family friendly. We don't want to see it. They're dangerous. They, someone even called Hallmark a groomer for daring to um, show any LGBTQ couples on their 
channel. And here's my message to all you homophobes. Okay. Get out. Hallmark is moving forward without you. Okay. Your hate, your... Bigotry will not be accepted. You guys can go to GAC if you want so badly to have your all-white, all-straight movies that you deem family-friendly and Christian, even though no one talks about God or Jesus in any of their stuff. You can go to GAC. We don't want you. Okay, Hallmark has moved on. Hallmark is embracing diversity is welcoming the community that for 30 years under bill abbott's reign pretty much has ignored and there are so many people who are saying like oh you know there are too many gay people it's now like there's only a 10 percent of the population that are gay and yet every movie has a gay person and i'm sitting there going like uh only 50% of the population is white, and yet all, most of Hallmark is, like 90% of Hallmark is white. Why aren't you complaining about that? Just curious. And then they, uh, they talk about, oh, why aren't you bringing race to this? I'm just trying, I'm bringing race to it because it's the statistics. You, you, well, you brought statistics, but I brought statistics. <laughs> Uh, his <laughs> the thing about it is it's it's disheartening. It is disheartening. It is disheartening. But the number of people who support and love and post encouraging comments on Hallmark's pages, encouraging them to make more diverse movies, outweigh any homophobes. We outweigh y'all. You can call it woke. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But one thing you, when you, you say the words woke, which is, mind you, um, black people want to want that word back. Um, when you call us woke and you use it as an insult, you're saying that sleepiness is a good thing. Remember that. You're saying being asleep, being sleepy is a good thing. Yeah, I'm talking to you conservatives who are always talking about sleepy Joe. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, those are the podcasts that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. I have yet to, I have to look at my calendar and see... <laughs> When are the good days for those interviews to come out? Um, thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you later. Bye.